Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Folks, I am not sure if you've heard, felt that earthquake, but we in the real estate industry had an earthquake last week when the lawsuit came out against, and judgment came out against NAR, National Association Realtor. I thought I should ask a top 1% agent, what is she hearing? What is she feeling? What's going on? What might change for buyers and sellers agents? Because something's going to change. But uh, what's going on, Beth? Hey there. Yeah, thank you, Mike, for having me on to talk about this topic. It's really important. I know brokerage circles it's been just the only topic of discussion almost for last week or so or leading up to this this has been coming for years so and really where it came from originally was I believe a lack of transparency about there's a lot of confusion out there about who is paying the buyer's agent and how much the buyer's agent is being paid so my I'm in the Seattle area and our northwest multiple listing service in 2019 tried to get ahead of this and i think did a good job they were the first to put in the public fields what the buyers agents were being paid because there was a lot of secrecy around that before a lot of times buyers never knew how much their agent was being paid Mm -hmm. it was never put on the contract or it wasn't um transparent if they it wasn't portrayed as being negotiable um commissions are always negotiable always negotiable there's no one set commission. There's no standard commission. It's very important people understand that. Um, the way that it was structured, just to keep things on kind of simpler for this conversation, is that the the listing agent and the seller would negotiate how much the commission was going to be. And then in the listing agreement, it says how much is being paid to the buyer's broker. Right. In, in Washington, they're all brokers. You know, some of there's this agent brokers saying, okay, so who's how much is getting paid to the to the buyer's agent and a lot of times the buyer themselves never really knew what that was and a lot of agents were misrepresenting representing it um and saying that it was free you know so for a while back it, you know our MLS was saying like do not buyer brokers do not say that your representation is free to the buyer because it isn't and then there's this chicken and egg thing of like who actually pays the buyer agent the seller feels like they're paying them because it comes out of their net proceeds. However, those net proceeds come from what? The buyer's mm-hmm. purchase funds and and or loan proceeds. So it's this thing about who's paying for it and is it actually negotiable? So um, part of this lawsuit was about, um, well, some of it was about the, the, the allegation that uh, brokerages were fixing their rates at a certain amount and you're not allowed to offer less. And that you're not allowed to put it in the MLS without a buyer brokerage commission. So you can't put it on there with zero, for example, and have a buyer pay to bring their own agent. Mm. Um, So what needed to happen was there needed to be almost a decoupling of this, like where it is like it's how the compensation is offered to the buyer agent and is it negotiable? And so our MLS started a while, but we have a change coming to our how our agency is configured and everything starting in january 
So the his, a brief history of buyer brokerage, buyer agency is that it wasn't always there. In Washington back in 1997 was when it started that buyer's agents became um, a thing. It used to be everyone was an agent of the, of the seller, even the one that was working with the buyer. And that we can see where that could result in confusion and um, um, misunderstandings where someone feels like their agent is supposed to be representing them, but they're really working for the seller's best interest. So there was a need for buyers to be represented, to have someone that's advocating for them. Yeah. And then that person and, and sellers would want to incentivize a buyer agent to come bring a buyer to their house. So it's not always been where you don't have, you know, oh, I can just put a sign out there and any number of buyers will come. But will they come if they have to pay the commission where they don't at other houses? Yeah. You don't want to disincentivize someone. Nobody wants to work for free. Yep. So how this is going to change, so there's a little bit of background there, but um, how it's going to change is there's going to be a lot more conversations about what a buyer's bro broker is going to do and who is going to pay for it. So one thing I will say is that this is a time for agents, both listing agents and buyer agents, and most cross, I do primarily listing, you know, seller representation, but I do represent buyers as well. And my team members represent buyers as well. And so um, if somebody is going, the people that aren't earning their pay are honestly in danger of being phased out in this business. So the people that are the key turners that don't have any insight, that have not, don't have good negotiation skills, don't know their way around a contract, don't know how to advocate for a buyer to the point where they are earning their pay probably will get phased out. And buyer, I do believe that buyer's agents do, there is a place for great buyer agents because the typical buyer out there, and that may not be all of our listeners here. Some people here are very experienced, maybe don't necessarily need that. That's a discussion for them to have. But the the, the typical buyer, so this comes from, um, so Zillow, my, I used to work really closely with Zillow and partnered with them a lot. And their research team has told, told me and other top agents that were working with with Zillow that the their research show that the typical home buyer and user on their site doesn't know anything about the process. Hmm. They don't know the lingo, they don't know the process, they've never done it before or they've spent many years since they've done it, it's different now. They don't know anything. They need someone to guide them through this. They need someone to tell them is this contract written to be fair? What are the possible uh, pitfalls in this contract? The inspection report came back and it has all these things on it. What should I ask for, if anything? How, what price should I offer based upon what other homes are selling for in our area? And so you as a buyer agent need to be able to have that knowledge and skill to be able to advocate for your client and have those conversations. In Washington, um, now in some areas, I know it's always been customary or even required for um, buyer's agents to have a buyer agency agreement with their client. Um, but in Washington, it was not. And for a lot of buyer's agents, there was never anything signed. And so that is going to be changing in Jan January 1st, where that's one of the things that's gonna be changing for us most is like, we must have a signed agreement before any real estate services are provided. Even opening a door for someone is, is, a, is a real estate service. So I wonder how these Zillows and Redfins or, and everybody else out there is gonna work if somebody clicks a button and wants to see a house you need to have an agreement in place before you go show them that house, which in some ways is good because 
buyers understand what they're being, you know, what is being offered and what the expectation is. And so there's going to be a little bit of, you know, growing pains as we ease into this, but ultimately I think it's a good thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to more transparency out there. I do not believe, I know I've been talking a lot here, but one more point I want to make is I do not believe that sellers are going to start offering zero and buyer's agents are not going to be paid. So now keep in mind, in our Northwest MLS, sellers haven't had to offer a buyer agent commission for years. So we've been doing this for years. We're maybe one of the first in the country to do that. I looked yesterday to see in King County, which is 2.2 million people, the entire you know greater Seattle area, um, there were only three listings that offered zero buyer agent commission. One of them was bank owned. One of them was a builder that's known for not wanting to pay agents. And then the third one was um, just a random one. So it's only one that was offering zero. And even on that one in the agent remarks, it said, write in the contract what you think your what your buyer agent commission should be. So it's basically saying, you tell us what you want. Let's negotiate it. Right. And so I would say if you're if you're a buyer's agent or a buyer working with an agent and there's no commission being offered or very low one, those are actually really good opportunities because what it means is we can have a negotiation. Right. And if other buyers and their agents are staying away because, oh, I don't want to pay a commission on that one, just know that, hmm, all it is is an invitation to come in and negotiate and you can get some, actually some really good opportunities there. I helped a client purchase one for way less when there was a minimal commission offered in a very hot area. Nobody was looking at that listing. We were able to get in there, get a great price, great terms in favor of the buyer. They saved a ton of money and the seller paid me still. I just negotiated into the contract. So I'd say, don't be afraid of zero commission. It just means we have to negotiate and that's where we show yeah. our worth and that's where we earn our pay. It's going to be really interesting. And, and you know, as a complete outsider to this phenomenon, uh, it's clear to me uh, the legal process is just starting. I'm convinced this will be appealed, uh, and it's it's not done yet. Uh, I do see the buyer and seller agents' worlds changing, you know, because they they all want to get ahead of this. Maybe King County is ahead of it early. We've talked a lot about buyers agents, but as a complete outsider, one of the things I wanted to sh to share with you because maybe I'm wrong is I actually see the sell or the listing agent's job changing more. And what do I mean by that? I see companies like Zillow, Redfin, you know, realtor.com, maybe another three that aren't even invented yet, basically coming after the listing side. And what, what they could do there is they could sell, they could sell the vision of ease, standard process, I'm list with me for 1% or 2%. And in a world with no inventory, that stuff probably sells. In a world where inventory eventually grows, it probably is a problem. But I think both the buy and uh, the selling agent and the listing agent, their jobs could be very different in a year, year and a half. I think so too. Um, one thing I can say about this business is it's always changing and adapting and you know, when I started, like Zillow wasn't even, it didn't even exist. And, you know, we barely had an MLS and it was like, 
things are always changing, always. And But one thing that doesn't change is that there are people out there that really appreciate the guidance of a professional to help them through this process of selling their largest, for, for many, yeah. is their largest asset. And they haven't done it before. They don't know what to do. They need someone to guide them through the process to help them because buying a house is a stressful, again, the Zillow research team told me they, it's as stressful as a death in the family or a divorce. And yeah. they need a trusted professional that really knows what they're doing to guide them through this. There are going to be some push button sell house companies out there, but I think a lot of people want more. They're, those have been around for a while. That's not a new thing. And there's been the 1% uh, companies out there, there's a place for that. So that's an option. You know, I think that, that the consumer should have options and they should pick whichever one is the best fit for them. Uh, I know for me, I, I work with people who really want to have somebody to guide them through the process and um, help them maximize the return and have the best experience with that and knowing that they got a true professional, not a algorithm. But there yeah. are others out there that maybe are fine with the algorithm and that's okay. Um, well, here, one thing here's I would the, say, sorry, go ahead. Here's the biggest problem, right? This is, this is kind of the punchline for me. I fear that the biggest loser in this lawsuit result is actually the end customer. The end customer is, could be taken advantage of. And what do I mean by that? Right, we're gonna have all this messaging around this thing and go go list here for cheap and blah blah blah. I mean, I can just see the future, right? And you're gonna have mom and dad uh, who see these things. They're technically enabled. Apps have been around a while. They think it's easy, right? We all live in our freaking phones today, so why not list my home on a phone app? But most people don't know what their house is worth. They can't comp a house. They can't do real comparisons and values and. I think there's going to be a lot of people that take the easy route that actually get a lot less money because yeah. if you don't know what your house is worth in real time, one of two things is going to happen. You're going to either list it way too high and get no action, or you're going to list it way too low. And some guy like me who watches the market every day is going to, I'm going to pay you 5% over your list price. And you're going to think you got a deal. I'm going to know I made half a million bucks because you mispriced it. Yeah. And I think the seller themselves is too enmeshed in their own property. Yeah. Can't, it's a lot they of real go. estate agents that won't sell their own homes because they need somebody else to tell them what they need to hear because you can't see it when you're living in it and it's your home. And we all see how well the algorithms did with the open doors. <laughs> and the Zillow. I mean, like they're not good at pricing. And when you do a factory approach, you're not going to get the, it, it, it's been proven that it doesn't, work yeah, and so exactly. people will be and the other way that a consumer will be harmed is that if if buyers agents are meant to, or start people start to think that buyers agents aren't needed or they don't want to pay a buyer's agent usually you can negotiate a seller to pay there's a reason why buyer's agency exists it's because buyers need somebody to look out for them and their interest it helps the seller when the when, when there is a buyer agent involved because they can bring people to them that way they wouldn't get otherwise the um Thing that may be threatened in some cases is if um, buyer agents start to go directly to the listing agent and then they don't get representation because the listing agent is representing the seller and the seller's best interest only. Yeah. At best, they can be a dual agent, but then I the, the thing that might change for me as a listing agent is I may have more people asking me to do dual agency and I personally don't practice that. 
because I have found it to be a losing game for everyone involved. That's just me. I know a lot of people will think that's heresy to even say such a thing, but (laughs) I find it's good when there's one person that's working in one person's best interest and another person working in the other person's best interest. I can't do both. Yeah. You know, and they say well, you can be neutral, but it doesn't work that way. When a buyer needs help filling out the contract, what yeah. price should I offer? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Fill it in. You know, it's like they're not, they're going to want to talk to me or somebody about, they're going to want somebody to do that buyer's agent role. Yeah. And then if both sides feel like I'm getting paid extra, they both want some of that back. And then I end up doing the work of two people for one or, you know, I just, I don't like to feel a conflict of interest. I don't do that. I feel like there might be some more pressure on me to have that conflict. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, this is just starting. There's a lot more. The only people getting rich in the next year or so are going to be the lawyers and attorneys. Oh, I know. They're the real winners here. There you go. Well, Beth, you're amazing. Folks, if you want to reach out and get a referral, look her up. Beth Traverso, she is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody.